0: Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hello. Welcome to the show. I am grateful that you're here. I hope you're having a great week. Um, I have a a story to start with today. So, this last weekend, um, I went for a run. I am currently training to aim for a half marathon at the end of April, and the weather has been cold. And so, I'm a little apprehensive, a little nervous about getting the miles in before we get to the end of April. I don't want to run it all on a treadmill. And so, um, I'm trying to get outside as much as possible today. I feel bad saying that because it's in, it's in the fifties today, which is incredible. But for the most part, I've been running in the (laughs) thirties. So even this morning when I ran, um, you know, it's not the hottest part of the day when I run. And so this morning it was about 37 degrees. And so we're, um, trying to get as many miles in without totally freezing. So last weekend I tried to go for a seven and a half mile run, and up until that point I had done some five mile runs. Um, but this was kind of a a little bit of a jump trying to get to seven and a half um for the long run last week. And for those who aren't familiar with running, um, I I am not the best person to ask, <laughs> but I just have my own. Um, my own experience. And from what I do, I try to run kind of a consistent amount of miles throughout the week and then do one long run each week leading up to the race. And the the long run increases until you get to three weeks out and then you taper off before the main run. So I try to build to 10 miles and then taper for the last two weeks before the, the big run. So like I said, I'm not a pro, but that's, that's what I do. Um, and so I had done a, a few m- five-mile runs and three and fours, um, and I try to do like three and fours throughout the week, and then a bigger run um, on the weekend or at least once a week and kind of try and spread them out by a few days. And so this one was a seven and a half and I thought, okay, so this is a big one. I'm gonna get outside the neighborhood so I don't get bored. I'm gonna go for like a bigger loop. And I got on this bigger loop and it was colder than I expected. <laughs> and so I kinda had this wind chill. And it was windy. And as I'm heading down, I realized that this bigger loop is much more hilly. And so then I was like, well, why the heck did I pick this one? Cause it's more hilly and I'm feeling like I'm just dragging and I'm like one mile in <laughs> and I'm like, man, I've got a ways to go and I'm really only just beginning And so um, I like to run with music in my ears. I've got music going and then I got an iWatch for this purpose. I don't wear it any other time. I don't really like to be attached to technology all the time, but I wear it just for my runs because I like to be able to glance down and see my pace and see how far I've gone. And so um, I am running and I, I glance at my watch to see what my pace is, see how far I'm going. And as I'm glancing at my watch, um, I am seeing that my average pace or like my current pace is significantly slower than what I would like it to be. But then I have to remind myself, it's okay. We, you know, it's cold, it's windy. I'm doing my best. This is like my first long run. But then the other side of me is like, yeah, but I'm only one mile into the long run. So it's like, not all, it's only one mile. <laughs> like I should be doing better. Cause it's only been one mile or two miles or three miles. And I'm used to those and so every time i glance down the times are pretty high and so i kind of want to aim for around a 10 minute mile um, and moving towards the race time i'd like for that to be even less so that's the average meaning that like going uphills takes longer going downhill should be faster so i like to dip down into like the 8s for like my fastest and maybe 10, 11 for like the highest times minute times. And so I am, as I glance down at my watch time after time throughout this run, I'm seeing like 10 minutes, 30 seconds, 11 minutes going up this huge hill. It's like 13 minutes, 30 seconds. Like that's my mile pace. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, what the heck is my pace going to be by the end of this run? Um, if I am getting these times like this, right. And so I continue to push through, continue to run. I end up having a great run. Uh, my bigger loop is about four and a half miles, and then I add on to it with something a little bit more, um, with less hills, basically. And so I'm feeling pretty good by the end of the run. I was aiming for seven miles, and I end up going seven and a half. And why do I tell you all this? So I get to the end of my run and feeling pretty good, uh, knowing that my time's going to be a little bit higher, and that's all right, and I look at my average pace, and I, I you know, push stop on my run, and it calculates the average pace for the entire run, and it is just hovering right around 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes, 11 seconds for seven and a half miles, and I was so excited. I was so ecstatic, because I, just every time I looked down, my time was above that, right, and so The whole time I'm thinking that I'm going to have like a 12-minute pace, Um, and that would be fine too, (laughs) but I was so ecstatic that I had that, that time, and I just thought how incredibly ironic it is, and what a good analogy for life, that a lot of the times when I look down at my watch, my time was higher than that, right? Which means that the times that I'm checking in on my time, I am typically probably running slower than my average. And how often do we do that same thing in life? The times that we check in, the times that we self-evaluate, the times that we self-reflect, that we um, maybe even judge and uh, kind of spiral are the times when we are probably not feeling at our best. And as soon as I saw that time and as soon as I realized that the times that I looked at my watch probably were when I was going slower, I just had such an aha moment of how often we do that. The times that we are self-evaluating and looking inward typically are those times when we need help, when we're not doing as well, when we're not feeling like we've got the momentum, when we're not feeling like things are flowing easily. And so the topic of today, the the thing that I want to talk about the most is learning how to self-reflect at all times, learning how to self-reflect when things are going well, how to self-reflect when things are neutral, how to keep things going just okay or neutral um, by doing those frequent self-reflections. And we have that tendency to self-reflect or to self-work when we are not doing well. And that is absolutely a perfect time to self-reflect. I'm not saying that we should not, but I think that we also need to remember to be doing it at like a a weekly basis or a daily basis versus when things are getting out of balance. So what are some ideas of how we can do this? How can we remember to check in frequently? How can we remember to self-reflect in the good, in the harder, in the hardest? How can we do that and also keep things balanced? How can we take the time out to self-reflect and not feel like, oh, just another thing on my to-do list? So today we're going to talk about four different tips for how to self-reflect, how to self-evaluate. So I recommend the following. So number one, set a time to self-reflect weekly. So weekly, whether it's, you know, Sunday at the beginning of the week or Saturday at the end of the week, or maybe sometime in between, maybe after the kids get off to school Monday morning, choose a time that's going to be consistent for you and, um, have yourself stick to it. So not just one week and then be done, but really set a time to weekly check-in. And during that check-in, ask yourself questions with how are things going? Are there areas in my life that are feeling overwhelming? Are there things that I could get done that would help to relieve some of the pressure? Are there things that I could let go of? That could relieve some of the pressure. Are there things that I could do this week to help myself feel more balanced? So we're looking at things from a big picture. We're reflecting on the past. We're reflecting in the present moment saying, how am I feeling right now? And then we're also looking forward saying, okay, weekly routine is pretty much the same this week. What do I want to do differently? How do I want to approach this differently? So that's tip number one. Number two is to ask yourself daily. How can I best love myself today? So some of my clients, I have them put this right next to their bedside. So it's the first thing they see in the morning. How can I best love myself today? When you wake up with that thought, with that question, you will be more in tune with how you can balance your life, how you can balance yourself. Some people might see that and say, well, what a selfish, selfish question, (laughs) but really this is not selfish. This is us taking care of ourselves so that we can show up for the people in our lives that we love so that we can connect with them so that we can be more authentic with them so that we can show up as our kind, best self with them, right? This is a question that is helping us to internally be more present right now. As opposed to pushing things off, as opposed to showing up and pushing through as best we can, and then feeling that tightness, feeling that overwhelm. So asking yourself that daily question, how can I love myself best today and see what types of things come to mind? Maybe it's, I, I need to exercise exercising will help me to love myself best. Maybe it's taking time to make a nutritious meal. I'm going to make a nutritious meal today to show myself love. Maybe it's making a phone call to say, I could use a little bit of help today. Maybe it is having a family meeting, a family conversation to reevaluate as a family to bring some of the weight off of you or to rebalance some of the responsibilities in the home. So that's the second tip. So asking yourself daily, how can I best love myself today? Number three is to choose times throughout the day to do a somatic scan of tension and tightness. So this means, somatic basically means in the body. So you're making a time to just check in with your body. Where am I holding tension? Where am I holding tightness? You can ask yourself that question right now, and I would bet that most of you are holding tension and tightness somewhere. (laughs) So even myself, I can say, okay, am I holding tension in my jaw, in my neck, in my shoulders, in my back, in my breath even, and just checking in doing that somatic scan for tension and tightness. Where am I holding on to stress? And by doing so, by taking that little chunk of time throughout the day to say, where am I holding tension? Where am I holding tightness? You are allowing yourself the consciousness that there is stuff that's stuck, that you are holding on to something, right? And when you are holding on to that, then you can ask yourself, what can I do with that? Or you can make adjustments to relieve that tension and that tightness. Um, so some of the, um, some of the times that you could do this, for example, would be when you stop to get a drink of water, when you go to get a drink of water, you know, a lot of people have a big water bottles, giant water bottles. So when you check in, when you go to drink some water, make the habit of first pausing for a moment, <sighs> Taking a deep breath, relieving and releasing tension throughout the neck, the jaw, the stomach, the shoulders, kind of resetting, and then go ahead and take that drink. So that's like a really easy, if you pair this habit with other things that you're doing during the day, then it's going to feel really easy. Another time during the day that you could do it is when you sit down in your car. When you sit down in your car, you get buckled in, have that routine of, ah, taking a breath. Usually when we're getting in the car, we're going from one activity to the next, right? Or we're like going from our home to grocery shopping, or we're going to our home to somebody else's house, or we're going from our home to the park. So there are, there's like a break in the activity. There's something different that we're transitioning into. And this is a perfect time to like take a pause, take a breath, check in before we transition into that next activity, when people are asking how you're doing, this is another time that you can check in during the day when somebody says, how are you? Um, You don't have to like divulge your whole life to every person that asks this question. But at the same time, we answer so quickly, right? (laughs) Far quicker than the amount of time that it actually takes to think about how am I doing? Um, So even if you're not divulging your whole life to that person, take that as an opportunity to internally say, oh, how am I doing? Where am I holding tension? Where am I holding tightness? Check in with your body. Do I have a tension headache, right? A lot of us walk around with like a little bit of a stomachache or a headache with just thinking like that's just life, right? But in reality, our body is holding on to this stuff and we can do something about it. So when somebody asks how you're doing, if that's a trusted friend, if that's somebody that you can really practice this with. Just take a moment and take a breath and you can even like reiterate their question. How am I doing? Um, yeah, so I I'm doing pretty good and, and, and then kind of like dive into that, right. Or talk about some of the things that are feeling heavy and feeling hard. Again, if this is a safe space, right. If this is something that you can open up to, but utilize that opportunity to um, open up. And you'll find that as you open up, the person that you're talking to will open up far quicker as well. So if you keep it surface level, if you say, I'm good, how are you? They'll probably say, I'm good. Thanks. Right? Like that's it. But if you dive in a little bit and say, Oh, I'm feeling a little bit stressed today. My kids are having a hard time sleeping. And so we're a little behind on sleep. Then where does that conversation take you? Right. Or, um, not that you always have to say something that's going wrong. You can say something that's going great, but just think about what is going on in your life that you don't mind sharing with somebody else that might feel better than just that surface level stuff. And that's a great opportunity to jump in. That's a great opportunity to check in. And When you are more vulnerable, when you are more open, then you'll see that other people are more open as well. You have that reciprocal opportunity to talk about more than just the surface level stuff. So before we jump into number four, let's reiterate. So number one, set a time to self-reflect weekly. Pick a time that's going to work for you when the kids get off to school Monday morning or Sunday morning right when you wake up or Sunday evening as you're going to sleep thinking about the following week. Choose a time to self-reflect weekly. Number two is to ask yourself daily, how can I best love myself today? Number three, choose times throughout your day to do a somatic scan, a body scan of tension and tightness. We tend to be better at this at certain times of the day versus others. Think about the times in your day where things tend to feel more stressful and try to integrate some of these somatic scans before that so that you can check in so that you can take action earlier. So if you find that like that afternoon into dinner time tends to be more full of tension in your home, in your family, in yourself, then what can you do to prepare in a way that will help you to show up as yourself. So maybe two o'clock every day you do a five-minute meditation, five-minute journaling, or uh, 2 30 you get a drink of water and you take a deep breath and you do a somatic scan. So we're taking these times during the day when we are practicing to check in so that we can make the day feel better so that things can feel more even keeled, less dramatic so we can show up as ourselves more authentically and consistently throughout that day. So we have these opportunities we can create these opportunities frequently and if we practice checking in if we practice that somatic scan it will begin to happen automatically. This is nuts, I promise you (laughs) but as we are checking in and creating that self-habit, then our bodies will do that automatically in certain circumstances. So if you create that habit of taking a drink of water after you do a somatic scan, after you do that body scan, then when you go to take a drink of water, you'll naturally find yourself (sighs) taking a great breath, right? So think about the times in the day where you could utilize and really benefit from taking a moment to release tension and release tightness and practice it. As you practice, you're creating a relationship that will help you to feel that relief more effectively and more easily. And then the last tip of the day, tip number four is to choose effective weekly daily and micro doses of self-care. So basically we're answering each of these questions and making a plan to do it. We're choosing effective. That means they are things that are going to work for you. We want them to be practical. That means they're things that are easy to do. Realistic. It means it's going to happen, right? So effective, practical, realistic actions that you can take where you can put in self-care. So choose things that are going to work for you. So one of my favorite that I talk about is, I'm sorry, I talk about it all the time, but <laughs> I love to run, right? And sometimes it's like a one mile run. Sometimes it's like a 10 minute run. You're right, it's not always like this big thing Sometimes it's just checking in with myself and letting my body sweat for a couple minutes and it feels so nice. And so to me, that is self-care. That is self-love. I'm carving out the time. I'm making the time to do those things because I know how effective, effective it is for my body Um, something else that is really effective for me is choosing nutritious foods and following through with those. So I know that if I'm nourishing my body, that I will feel so much better. That is such an easy, effective way for me to be better behaved. (laughs) Truly. I feel more like myself. I feel lighter. I feel more energized. Um, I'm more with it. I'm more in the moment. I have um, more patience if I'm eating nutritious foods. I sleep better um, within my body. I just feel more energy and less of that drag. So that's really an effective way for me to show up weekly, daily, throughout the day. Um, It's also really practical and realistic, but the practical and realistic part didn't come that easily. It took time to figure out what recipes, what foods, and now it feels really practical and realistic. So those are a couple examples of things that are effective. Um, One more that I'll mention too is um, taking time to breathe and meditate or be mindful. As you practice those things, they become more effective. So if you are just starting out and you're like, it just doesn't feel like it's doing that much, that's okay. You're just creating a relationship at this point. You're just learning how to scratch the surface, how to create that habit, and it will become more effective over time. So think about throughout the week, What's something that you want to do one time, two times, three times, something like that? Um, for me, maybe it's, you know, I want to go play racquetball with my husband one time this week. And so we'll get that on the calendar or we'll choose a time to go do that. Or maybe it's, you know, I want to pick a time this week to go do all of the returns in the house. And knocking that off the list feels so good. It feels effective. I feel so much better. Um, so just choose the things throughout the week that you could do one time, two times, three times that will help you to feel more balanced going forward to that week. And then we're going to think about daily. What are your daily habits, your daily routines that you want to see show up so that you can have a balanced day? So again, if we take the example of if you're getting to the afternoon and evening and you are just feeling like you are dragging, everybody's just full of tension. We're full of, you know, short tempers and not being as patient then how can we rearrange that day or how can we flip things around or how can we insert something that will create a little bit of relief and release in that afternoon time? Or do you need to plan on taking time at noon so that you can feel better in the afternoon and evening? So thinking about the daily routines that are effective, practical, and realistic for you to do each and every day. They don't always have to be by yourself, right? You can go on a walk with your kids. You can make dinner as a family, right? So we can do things together. It doesn't always have to be something that is individual and just by yourself. But the idea is that we're learning to create a relationship with these things that help you to feel relief, that help you to feel like yourself, that help you to feel less tension, less tightness. And then the last one is to create those micro doses of self-care throughout the day. Those micro doses are things that we practice so that they're more effective in the moment. So I'm working with a client right now. We're talking about how we want that breath to be effective. So we take a nice deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. So for some, that feels like a nice breath, right? Right. But we can create a relationship where that breath doesn't just feel like a nice breath. That breath is an opportunity to do a somatic scan all within one breath. It feels like an opportunity to check in head to toe and emotionally. And so we're creating those micro doses of just a breath or just a few seconds where we can check in and effectively self-care. All right. I hope that's helpful helpful for this week. Um, and I hope that I get to see you guys soon on a webinar or on Instagram at a tad bit crunchy. I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.